Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ralph Graves Jr. Show. I'm your host, Ralph Graves Jr., and I'm so glad you're here. No matter where you are right now or what circumstances you face, lasting success is within your reach. On this podcast, we'll have real conversations with people who have had to overcome unthinkable obstacles to achieve success. Are you ready to live with unstoppable momentum and focus? Well, today's your day. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Ralph Graves Jr. podcast, YouTube, whatever you're watching it on, whatever you're listening on. Just happy that you showed up, happy that you came back to the channel. Uh, if you like what's going on here, like, subscribe, share, come back every week. We have a good time here. I think we do. I'm just glad to have you. I know you could be listening to anybody, but the fact that you're listening to me, I am just honored by that. Today, today my guest is Nate Purifoy. Now you might be asking who Nate is. Well, if you don't know, you will know. Nate has some phenomenal things going on. Um, Nate is the CEO of Leadership Kit. Leadership Kit. I want to call it something else because he and I, we kind of have the same we're part of the same team, which they're doing something else. But his his thing is called Leadership Kit. Nate, yeah. welcome to the show, man. Hey, man. Thanks a ton for having me, brother. Man, I'm, I'm just happy that you uh, said yes when I asked you to come on, man. Hey, I'm glad you asked. I was like, let's see what this is all about, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And so, you know, you and I have a background in leadership, and I think what you're doing is very unique, working with pastors across the country, Tell, tell um, the listeners what Leadership Kit is all about. The Leadership Kit is, a, is something that my brother and I started as kind of a project. So I was between callings, if you will. Um, okay. I, 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 I have, I've been a worship pastor for about 12 years. And then two years ago, I felt very clearly moved out of that. And um, it was kind of a difficult uh, transition to figure out, like, what I, I've been doing this for so long in this world. I've seen, um, I've had, you know, pastoral roles as much as being an executive pastor, a student pastor, a worship pastor, sure. other pastors. I've done so much. And then I felt called away from that. I was like, well, if God's pulling me away from that, what's he pushing me towards? There was a little journey in that. And we were like, then I found out about this team that I could be a part of. I got some training to kind of back up and reinforce what I felt like was God was pushing me to. And then my brother and I, we knew that leadership was something that we were passionate about training. So we decided we were going to start the leadership kit. So we, we did, we started the leadership kit to help pastors be more productive. There's three problems. I feel like we're able to solve We're we help pastors be more productive. We help them build their resources and we help them build their influence. If you can get those three things moving in the right direction, then we know absolutely that you can make an eternal impact that you couldn't make without it. I'm glad that you help pastors solve those problems because I am a pastor and those problems right. are real. <laughs> Those so problems are real, man. man. You know, if you, could, if you could, if you could sum it up into three things, I feel like everything falls under that. Everything is productivity. Sure. Everything is resources, and everything is influence. How can I build these three things to build the kingdom? Yeah, yeah, man. That's awesome, man. You know, very, very few people. Um, I don't say very few because I think I think the trend is 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 beginning to turn um, in that direction. A lot of people are following their calling, understanding what a calling is, understanding what a life purpose is. Um, Generations before us, um, boomers, or before me, I I know I'm I'm another generation 
older than you, but there were boomers. <laughs> Millennials. Then it was, then it was, I think I'm a, what am I, an Xer? Xer yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I'm an Xer. And then there's um, Millennials. Then there's Y. I, I don't know what's going on, but the case may be. There's a shift now. And, and God bless you, young people, man. I, I love the fact that you guys are driving the car now and, 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 and having the courage to, to step away from, hey, life is more than a nine to five. Right. Um, life is more than just working for 30 years for the gold watch, retiring and dying within yep. five years. And so it's, it's just to, to, to see a, a, a young person like you and your brother and your team to jump out and do something that benefits pastors, benefits the, the, the kingdom of God, because we as pastors, we try to be as efficient as we can. Um, and there's a new group of pastors coming up. My, my, my father pastored and, and, um, for 41 years, and those old school guys want to do everything. Right. I'm new school. Oh, yeah? You like to delegate? You like to, I delegate. Uh, I do too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, it's important to know that delegation is not a dirty word, man. It it's not. Mean, delegation doesn't mean you're lazy. Delegation isn't something to be afraid of. It means you're getting people involved. Right. Other people get, other people get to be a part of that value. Yeah. And, and the influence or the, the influence stays small. The church stays small if the pastor is doing it all. Right. Yeah. You're right. You can't do it all. Um, I, I also teach in, in the corporate world. You want to multiply yourself. Yeah. I want people around me that I don't, I don't want to work on my weaknesses majority of the time. I want to work on my strengths the majority of the time and then hire somebody to, 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 to pick it up and be great at where I'm, I'm weak at. But so I, so, 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 you know, you guys started this and um, it was a transition. Yeah. I know you were misunderstood. I know that. Talk, talk about the journey, man. Talk about, <laughs> you want to do what? Right. Yeah. So this is something that that I deal with regularly, even still, is this kind of imposter syndrome. Yes, and yes, it's like, real. Yes. Am I really qualified to tell pastors, even though I've got nine generations of ministry on my grandmom's side, even though like, I've got three generations on my granddad's side, even though me and my brother have 30 years between us active in full-time ministry, even though I've been in every scenario you can imagine, good, bad, and indifferent. Even though I'm not a dummy, I actually pay attention and I listen to people that are wiser than me and I have counsel everywhere. Right. I still think like I was just a worship pastor. That's what I convince myself sometimes, you know, <laughs> and then trying to move away from like just a worship pastor as if that's a bad thing, you know, yeah, it's not as if a, that's no. a weakness yeah. to like realizing like there's a strength in having been in the position I was in with the perspective that I've had all these years to build that confidence and to have, and man, I've got some of the most incredible people in my life that yeah. have just reminded me time after time after time, like you can do this, yeah. you're on the right path, you, right. You your, your teaching has authority, um, you don't have to worry about your authority because it has authority in itself, the material is great. So it's been, I mean, it's been, it, it has been a journey of uh, confidence for sure. And and I think if I, if I could encourage you, man, we, we'd like to say in, in, in the, the old church I grew up in is that, um, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Yeah. And um, if God raised you up, 
in doing that. It's for this season. You know, one of my, my personal prayers is, and, 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 and I, I hope you can use it and some of the listeners use it. I ask God, make me a pastor for today. I don't want to be a throwback and I don't want to be ahead of my time. Make me a pastor and a preacher you can use today. Now, because you guys have come up and, and God has purposed you to do that, there are pastors like me that are just waiting for you to show up. So I don't want you to think ever that, that you're an imposter. <laughs> I, I don't want you to ever think that, that you're an imposter. Hey, so what was the process of perseverance like for you when you started this process? And I know you're still new, you're fairly new at it, but what was the, the, the process of perseverance? Let me give you some of the nitty gritty background, if that's okay. No, that's please do. Please, okay. please. So I was a worship pastor at this church and I'm a very intimate person and I don't think intimacy is a bad thing. Right. I think intimacy is something that we were called to be in, in the church in Acts. Yeah. We were called to be people that were close with our brothers and sisters. We were called to be sharers. We were called to live in unity. Um, and it, it's this idea of oneness that if it's good for the group, if it's good for me, every, then it, it, then it's appropriate. If it's hurting people, then I need to stay away from it. So, I had this issue because I, I was young and I'm still young and I'm not, I don't know everything, you know, I feel right. like I know people that know everything, right. but, I, but I don't know everything. So right. I was still learning how to navigate boundaries inside of understanding intimacy. And when you, when you get to a place where your boundaries get out of, out of line with your calling, when yes. you're integrity, then your integrity is at stake. Right. Uh, there was an issue where my my boundaries were out of line with my calling. Okay, so I allowed intimacy. Uh, some of those just clear uh, lines that I could have drawn, just to make sure people knew where I stood with them in relationships, made sure they knew where I stood in my relationship um, with the church, and I just kind of let some things go that really turned my some of my relationships with my pastor with some other people that I, I worked really closely with for years. The relationships turned sour. And I had to figure out, like, first of all, how to heal from really not leaving uh, the church I was working for at the time, not leaving there willingly. I felt like wow. this was the time that God was calling me, but I, I didn't want to go. You know, he was calling me to leave, but I didn't yeah. want to leave. And on top of relationships that were already turning sour because I didn't listen to God when he told me to leave. Right. And I allowed, you know. So then we had accusations came up about my relationship with my wife. And then the accusations came up about how we uh, interact with each other and interact with people in our social circles. It was this wild kind of tornado, this like crazy storm, trying to figure out how to get out of this situation and still kind of come in, come out with our, with our integrity, our character and um, all intact. And what I realized though is the more I stayed obedient in the moment, right? The more provision I experienced. Sure. When it was difficult. I had to stay obedient. Yeah. When God told me to move. I had to go yeah. instead of fighting for a time and a season and a place that I wasn't supposed to be in anymore. Yeah. When, yeah. So, whenever I left, my wife and I had to do some soul searching about our our relationship, about um, how how we can take our relationship to a new step, which has been incredible an amazing journey. I think that um, marriage counseling is one of the most incredible things that we've ever done together. Um, not because we were broken, but because we wanted to be stronger. I sure. think stigma around counseling that sure. can be cleared up in that. And uh, so we moved from Western Oklahoma 
to the to Central Florida. And now, if you don't know about culture <laughs> shock, that's a culture shock. Right. So we moved from Western Oklahoma to Central Florida um, to a, a beautiful, beautiful uh, area here in the neighborhood. The neighborhood we live in, or the town that we live in, is just an awesome community. It's really artsy. It's really progressive. Um, it also is this Central Florida, so there's a lot of retirees here yeah. that that are super willing to invest in the next generation, and it's sure. kind of been such a supportive place, man. We've sure. loved being here where we can, where we've been able to heal and where we've been able to build something new. So we felt this, like I said earlier, this I had this imposter syndrome of like I came from something that felt broken. Yeah, but I'm called to be a healer to so many people. I'm called to be a protector to so many people. I'm called to be an enlightener to so many people. I'm called to bring wisdom and bring knowledge. So it's been, man, just knowing that every step of the way, not only am I building material that's really good, we're developing material that is already changing pastors and changing churches, but I'm letting God work in in my heart and changing me at the same time, man. It's been, it has been an incredible journey. Yeah. Man, that's an awesome story. Now, before I get into some of the material, because I, I, I want to hear about maybe one of the, one or two of the courses or one or two of the things you've developed. You know, when, when you were when you were going through that trying time and, and that that obstacle, and that there's a lot of distance between Western Oklahoma and Central Florida. I, I that's probably a whole other story. How you skipped everything everywhere in between. Um, <laughs> but but who did you turn to when you faced that that obstacle? Who did did, did you have a so I turned, I turned first of first of all, I felt isolated. So there's a big difference between insulated and isolated. Oh, sure, sure. And what I was feeling was isolated, and I knew I needed to be insulated. I needed to be someone protected. Okay. My brother lived, or still lives, here in Central Florida, where I'm at. Okay. So I moved here to be close to family again. My sister-in-law really quickly after that she's got ties to the same town that we're in she ended up moving here my wife's sister with her her husband and their kid and it's been so i've been around family this whole time dude we've got this church and this pastor that is gentle and loving and kind but he is and he this church is growing aggressively and it seems like everything i've never seen when it comes to how pastors operate and how churches work sure. aggressive pastors or aggressive churches uh, soft pastors grow soft churches. That's right. Keep right, right. Love right. That is growing in a, and it has an aggressively growing church. Yeah. And just, I mean, it's been amazing. We've been here where people have let us have our own identities and we didn't come here where people were asking us to do something. And then uh, above, above all of those, once I got insulated by the right people, mm-hmm. I had to work on myself with God and I had to make sure that I turned to I can I know that it sounds cliche and I don't know if it, if it's okay that I would use a cliche like this. Okay, use it. More than all of these relationships, I really had to lean into my relationship with God, making sure it was right, making sure that I was consistent and I was growing and I was learning and I was moving in the right direction. Sure. Even in the days that it was difficult, I felt like there was no momentum to yeah. always lean in and rediscover my identity in him in that. Hey man, man, that's awesome, man. So tell me about leadership kit. Yeah. I got pastors that listen to this program. Take me through one of the courses or, or I, I, uh, introduction or something. What, what yeah, for sure. So I get real passionate. I'm a, I'm a kind of chill guy. Uh-huh. I get passionate when I talk about this stuff. You I'm should. A, it's, it's part of your fiber. You should get passionate about it. Fires me up. So, yeah. so the leadership kit right now, this is actually, we're in a, 
amazing time to be sharing something like this with you is we've got a new program that we're rolling out in the next couple of weeks called the four domains. Okay. What I've done a year ago, um, during a lot of my own personal journey, we were doing a, a, a small group at our church. Uh, the entire church was going through the same book about discipleship by, okay. uh, by a, a man named Dr. Daniel McNaughton. And this book about discipleship, one of the things that Dr. McNaughton brings up is that there's four areas of discipleship, four environments rather. Okay. Self, making sure that your relationship with God is good. There's the uh, your inner circle like Jesus had with his disciples, making sure that you have people that are really close-knit that you can share everything to some facet of, of some combination of these people that you can be in complete intimacy with. Yeah. Um, then there's your small group, people that you meet with regularly, that you're doing life with, that are part of your community. And then there's the crowd, which is the Sunday morning, the body of believers coming together in unison and in unity to worship God together. Okay. And I started thinking about how Jesus led, and we, st- we built this program called the four domains that centered around these same pillars. Okay. The four domains are called self, corner, team, and crowd. It's all about how Jesus led, how he communicated differently depending on which domain he was in, how he had different skills that he had to use to be effective in that domain. Okay. It's all about being a, being using every interaction that you get appropriately to best um, be effective in that domain for you okay. and the other people that are in there with you. Okay. Wow. Man, that's something else, man. Right. I mean, that, that, that really helps. That, that really helps pastors because we, we move right. fluently in all those domains. All of them, absolutely. You know, and, um, you know, being a, a pastor, I think I'm 14, 15 years now, yeah. you know, um, I'm very picky about that inner circle domain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, very, very picky about, about, about that, man. But that, that's, that's what I'm, so, um, how's the response been? Is it available? I, I mean, is it is the program out yet, or yeah, how's so the response been? A, we're doing a pilot program right now. We're still running through some test cases with a couple of churches, and they've okay. been going incredible. We've had um, so what happens is these churches take an assessment. It takes six minutes for an individual to take the assessment, but the whole staff takes it, and I accumulate all their scores, and we get averages across the four domains to see where kind of these churches fall in their strengths for the domains. And then I get to go do a short teaching. Actually, now there's a video that's coming out that does this follow-up teaching, um, okay. explaining how to build the domains and how to lean into your strength. And dude, it's been going so well. Every step has really proved the process for us. Wow. So we've got already live right now, it's called the four dot domains. It's T-H-E-F-O-U-R dot domains. Okay. It's a website that's already up and live. You can take the assessment now, and there's a, a web, uh, an email address at the bottom. If you wanted to get your whole staff to take it, you could email me. I'd make sure to have it set up, and I'm prepared to gather all that information and send you the response video. You can take the assessment, get the response video, and the initial information on the four domains for free for every wow. pastor in America. This wow. has been nine months of intensive study wow. to build the four domains. Wow. And so all that comes for free. And then after we can talk about following up with some coaching calls and doing staff trainings and doing talk, speaking at a conference that people are putting on or whatever the case is, whatever okay. there are, it's a okay. very, uh, very personalized plan for that 
that specific church and that pastor's need. But the starting point is the four dots domain. The four dot domains. The four dot domains. That's the website. Yes. Very good. I, I, I like that. I like that. And so I just want to encourage people to get their pastors, get there, get there, get there. Hey, listen, you know, I, I wrote a book called Unstoppable. So I always have to ask this question. Right. How would you encourage others to be unstoppable? And that's why you're on this program because you're unstoppable. You went through some trials and some tribulations and some things like that. How would you encourage other folks to be unstoppable in their lives? All right. So I've been going, I've got a friend who has, who's a really close friend of mine, one of the, my favorite people on the planet. And I say that uh, about, I, I love people. So I probably say that about, <laughs> but, um, but he's one of my favorite people on the planet. And he's, you know, in the last couple months, he's been going through a real crisis where his marriage isn't doing well. And he's, mm. it, it's, it's a lot of um, issues that he's having internally with anxiety and depression. Okay. And we've started going through this book together, not, not unstoppable, but a different book. Right. I understand. A book together. And one of the things that we've pulled out of this book that's been so incredible for me, like I said, building my confidence is that um, men need to allow God to give them their name. Yeah. Just like God changed people's names in the Bible to things that were more true to their identity than yeah. their birth name was. Yeah. So one of the things I've had to realize is like, I need to give God space to give me my name. Wow. Who I am as a man. And yeah. the thing that I've seen is that the enemy has come to kill, steal and destroy. Sure. If the enemy is allowed to be aggressive in this battle, why can't I? Right. So sure. I'm, I'm here to be dangerous. Yeah. I'm here to be somebody that's a force to be. Yeah. Yeah. Moving forward. Yeah. I would say to anybody that wants to be unstoppable, take time to ask God to give you your name. Wow. I like that. That you're supposed to carry forward in your mission and your calling. Man, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that, man. Ask God to give you your name. We ask God for everything else. You know, we ask God for all kinds of material stuff, peace of mind, right. man. But I don't think I've ever asked God to give me my name, man. That that's, that's tough. I like that. I, I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot, man. Now, do you talk about some of that in leadership kit? I, you know, only when I go off on rants like this, <laughs> you can't take it out of me. I mean, it's going to come out at some point. I've done, I've, I do some preaching at different churches and stuff. And I right. love yeah. my relationship with God and how that's moving forward. So that stuff comes out um, and it's in the material. I mean, your relationship with God is a part of the material. Yeah. It is universal and it's part of the fiber of what we do. So, yeah. Yeah. Now you were, you weren't born and raised in Oklahoma. You were born and raised in North Carolina. Okay. I'm All right. Tiny, yeah, yeah. I'm from this tiny little town called Whiteville, North Carolina, in Columbus County, in the southeast corner of the state. We were 45 minutes from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And okay. I, when I talk about it, my North Carolina accent comes out, and I can't help it. So, I, I I have friends in uh, Lumberton. Lumberton, dude. I am. I live <laughs> 25 miles from Lumberton. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 So present friends in Lumberton. I did not expect to hear that city. See, there you go. See, I've been around. I've been around. I've been around. I've been around, man. But I think what what God has, is doing through you and what God has equipped you to do um, is it, phenomenal. Um, 
all of all of your ups and downs are part of your story. It, it makes Nate who he is. Right. And um, have you received that name from God that you ask him to give you? I've heard it. And now I'm learning to accept it and to embody it and to be confident in it. You care to share it with the world? That, that was what I was telling you earlier where I feel like God told me like the enemy's here to be to kill, steal, and destroy. Right. My name is protector and conqueror. Protector and conqueror. Okay. Dangerous and aggressive. That's right. That's right. I love that, man. I love that. And keep that aggressiveness for the kingdom. You know, a lot of times we talk about, you know, we we think that that being a Christian is, first of all, I I always have to correct people. People think Jesus was soft. Right. Um, I'm a retired police officer, man. You know, 20 years very aggressive in everything I've done, playing football, coaching. And um, I never accepted Christ as soft. I always thought he was a man's man, a man among men. I said, listen, you know, to the point of the cross where, you know, if I'm hanging on the cross, I'm snitching on everybody that's with me. He was there. He was there. <laughs> he was there. I'm, I'm snitching on Peter, James, John, everybody, you know. Everybody, everybody, I'm stitching on everybody, man. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's just, you know, we have to, we have to understand. And even the Bible says the kingdom of God, um, uh, suffers violence and the violence taken by force, Right. you know, so it, it's okay to be aggressive for the right things. There was a, there was a guitar player for a metal band back in the, the early two thousands, maybe it was the late nineties. He got saved. He quit this metal band and he started a Christian heavy metal band. Okay. And uh, he was on Relevant Magazine and they asked him, like, why are you doing heavy metal still? You got out of the secular scene. You're in the Christian world. Why are you still doing the same kind of music? And I'm going to paraphrase because it wasn't so polite as this when he answered. He said, I want people to know that to be a Christian doesn't mean you have to be a wuss. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think you can be. All the, all the things that we have to withstand, I don't think you can be. I, I don't think you. I don't think you can be, man. You have you have to be. You have to be aggressive in in, in for the kingdom and in your relationship with with, with Christ. And um, you, you know, man, I, I just so so. How do people find you? Give me your website. Yeah, theleadershipkit.com. Okay. The first one you can go and see. You can find out how to contact us directly. We can provide any any leadership needs you need, whether it's training, whether it's coaching calls. And you can also go to the four dot domains. There's a, contact us through there. They, these two work in tandem together. So if you see one, you're probably going to get a link to the other and vice versa. So okay. Reach out to us. You can take the assessment for free immediately and go ahead and start a next step by yourself and then follow up with me because you're going to find that it's material you want to know about. Okay. Okay. And how do I get that? We have a newsletter that goes out. I guess I just registered the email at, at, at yeah. the website. If you go into the website, um, it'll pop up. If it's your first time visiting and ask you for an email address, put that in there, man. We'll get your contact and we'll be able to reach out to you. Anything that's new coming out, anything that if we're ever in your area, we'd like to be able to meet with people and actually go have sit down. I, I travel a little bit with some work. I'd love to be able to meet different pastors when I'm in your area. I email so many pastors cold. It'd be nice to know some people where I'm going. So let me know. Send me an email, but get on that email list so I know to reach out to you. Nate Purifoy, ladies and gentlemen, reach out to him. Find out what he's doing. Pray for him. 
lift them up. Send your pastor to him. Yes. And your ministry will be blessed. Nate, thank you for being a part of the Ralph Graves Jr. Show, man. Thanks for having me. Thank Thank you for bringing this material. I I love your passion. I love what you're doing, Nate. I, I love how you're letting God use you. And we'll be certain to be praying for you and your wife and, and, uh, your new church family down there in Central Florida. Um, and, and we'd definitely be reaching out to you, man. So thank you for being part of the show. Oh, thanks a lot, brother. Any any final words to anybody out there, Nate? You know, you know, I, I don't have anything specific to say. <laughs> I, I appreciate you having me on the show, man. It's a real honor. As soon as I saw you on Instagram, I watched some live videos and I immediately yeah. got the book. I immediately read through it. I immediately uh, suggested it to a couple of friends who were reading it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's been awesome. I, I've loved it. Nate, this will not be your last time on this show, man. I, I think you're going to end up being a regular guest, man, because there's some topics that we're going to dive into as as the world turns. We're going to we're going to be diving into some topics from a Christian point of view as well. If you don't if you don't mind doing that, you don't mind me bringing the heat. Bring the heat, man. I'm all about the heat, man. All about the heat, man. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been Nate Purifoy. Thank you so much for being part of the show, man. And um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for for listening to the Ralph Graves Jr. Show. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. Please, uh, you know, follow. Whatever it is you got to do. We're on every platform, everywhere. And guys, we'll see you again real soon. God bless.